0: Welcome to the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, April 27th, 2020. Hope that you all are doing well. Hope that you've had a phenomenal weekend. For those of you all that are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning, thank you so much for your continued support and belief in the podcast and just the messaging that we've been putting out to inspire uh, people in their daily walks. Uh, The Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a one-stop shop for Christian streetwear that uh, brings and delivers the latest styles and life-giving scripture, you can get 15% off of your first order using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. Make sure you go check them out. Shout out to my homegirl, Ravina out in Seattle, the founder and owner of Fibersoul. Listen, we are wrapping up this month's series called Covered, and today I am blessed to have Uh, a super special and phenomenal guest. Um, This man, I've gotten a chance to know him very deeply in a very short period of time. He is not only a friend of mine, he is a pastor. He's my pastor, somebody that I look to for leadership and mentorship and just so much love and care, um, and, and I couldn't be more proud and, and happy and honored to have him today. Uh, pastor Kyle Veach. Kyle is the lead pastor at View Church. Um, he is a man that wears many hats. He's a super athlete. He's an amazing husband and a dad, and he's becoming one of my favorite TikTokers, too. So, Kyle, thank you so Come on. much. <laughs>
1: Come
0: Thanks on. so Introduction much. Introduction <laughs> of the year. Jeez. Love it, man. Thank you so much for joining us today, man.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Come on, absolutely, it's a blessing,
0: absolutely, man. So, of course, we are doing this conversation with everything that's been happening with COVID 19 and just the immediate change of life that people have had to deal with and experience. And I know that you have really um, taken such a huge leap and dive into just being able to shepherd people and love on people during this time with everything that you've done at the church, being able to shift over to the online capacity. So it seems oh, yeah. seamless, but I know you got a great team helping in that, but it's it's been, it's definitely been seamless, man. I know people are being fed. So I wanted to have you on as we close out this month with this last piece. So the idea behind covered early on this month, I just had a, a real unction in my spirit to, to try and bring some kind of perspective to individuals and everybody really, whether you are a believer in the Christian faith or not, but bringing perspective to people when it comes to just life in general around this COVID-19. We see so much in the media that obviously can bring about fear. Um, Many of us are very close to it. Some of us have lost family members and friends to the virus. And we are just being traumatized to a degree with all of this. And then of course, When stuff like this happens, when we get all of these stay at home rules and orders in place, one of the things that we're starting to see is that, um, man, it can definitely shake our faith. And so I'm excited to be able to get into that conversation with you here just to get your thoughts, to hear your perspective and and what God is impressing upon you as far as things that we as people can do, us as the church and all of that. But before we get into that, man, we got to know a little bit about you, man. I know (laughs) I got a chance to see you were you, you, you did indoor golfing. Last night? Oh,
1: yeah. Last night, man, Kara and I looked at each other. She goes, what do you want to do? And I said, nothing. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> Six weeks later, I, no one's this creative. Right. No one's this fun. No one can watch this much Netflix. No <laughs> one can bake different you know, foods we shouldn't eat that often. Oh. I was done. So, So we went to Instagram Live and said, all right, people, what should we do? And someone gave us the suggestion. And so we said, okay, we're going to do it. So we made nine holes in our home last night. We golfed.
0: Love Come it. On. Love it. Who won? Come
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on. Come on. You know I won. You know I won. Hey, I Kara it. and I, we met, we're both collegiate athletes. And I remember when I met Kara, she told, she first thing she ever said was like, no, basically. And I was like, what'd you, you said no? Oh, uh, this is the most attractive thing I've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> uh, and and she's so competitive, I'm so competitive. we're not allowed to play board games together.
0: Oh wow, is that tough huh? no wow
1: we're yeah, and so uh so yeah i i I squeaked out the victory uh- i i I was even and she was plus five.
0: love it. I would hate to see you all in as opponents in the spades tournament that probably would not be pretty. <laughs> No. No no, I see no, no Those go no. south. Played, we played,
1: we played indoor soccer together one time and some guy, it was co-ed, some guy like bumped into her and I was ready. I'm mean, I'm not built I'm not God didn't create me to fight, but I was ready to fight. He was, yeah, I was ready. ready. I, I was like, "All right, I'm down." <laughs> Let's was, do oh it. man.
0: <laughs> Yo, I love it, man. I love it, Kyle, man. Um I know that you have been doing so much and and I think that the it's great to see you in this. You carry a, a high level of energy, a high level of optimism. You believe in people to such a degree. You you see the best in people, right? In a, in a world where it's so easy to point out flaws and and to see the worst or to point out the worst. Um, man, I know that this doesn't just happen, right? Um, you come from an interesting background. I, I would love for our listeners to be able to ch- uh, to get a chance to just kind of understand like the cow beach that we see now, like, where did this start? Yeah. How did you get into ministry? What led you into this space now as a pastor and everything that you're doing?
1: Yeah. You know, c- cynicism and, and a critical heart is a lazy version of optimism. I mean, it's just the lazy. <laughs> it's the lazy version. It's the, it, it, it's the, uh, you know, it's the Taco Bell version of, uh, of a taco shop. Like Here you, go. you gotta like, you you know and so I grew up in a family my dad's a pastor and um, my brother's a pastor my sister's a pastor my mom obviously in ministry as well and she's a high school Spanish teacher for 20 years and now teaches inner city kids in Tacoma dual language second grade and you know ministry never was the goal my parents I don't remember a conversation they were like hey you want to grow up and be a minister and be a pastor and something like that That that's never a conversation but my parents always taught us how to love the local church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'd clean the church on Friday nights um, as just a, just a small church on an island in Oak Harbor, Washington. And my dad's leading it and growing it. And, 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 and really cleaning the church wasn't a big deal. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It, it, they made it a lot of fun we would go eat together we'd laugh together we'd listen to selena and we'd listen to the beatles at the church oh, wow. and we just have a good time you know my mom lived in mexico she was about 14 years old and my dad you know he's from afraid washington and so polar opposite worlds you know yeah. my mom's just wild hispanic and my dad is as white cornbread as they come <laughs> my word um but they gave us just a dynamic of a home that God's in control and God's first.
0: Love it. And
1: um, so I'm the youngest and I'm the quietest. Really? Can, can you? Can, I'm. I, I'm like. <laughs> Wait. You see my level can, can, of surprise, right? <laughs> yeah. Like. Like. If you could. Like. So in my home, my brother, my brother Chad pastors a church in L.A. called Zoe. Okay. And with his wife Julia and their kids, and it's phenomenal church. And my sister and her husband Mark pastor a church in San Diego called Soul Church and phenomenal church. And mm-hmm. and they are. Um, like legitimately like people get around me and they're like you're the loudest person i've ever met and i was like you don't know loud like <laughs> you don't know so uh so our family was always in high competition but high energy high joy yeah. high optimism and uh and we just always wanted to have fun like you know i just believe in the chris hodges line like church is based on jesus laughter and coffee
2: mm, that like that's it. That,
1: that that's that, that's it jesus laughter and coffee so this whole covid thing and quarantine and like childhood and it, it like, what an honor. Like, I I look at this, like, wow. yeah, there's been moments where I've been like, what, a, this sucks. Like, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there. But the other side, like, what an honor. You, you mean to tell me God entrusted my life to steward a local church in the midst of a pandemic in the digital age? Yeah.
2: yeah are,
1: like, are you kidding? Like, I could look at the other side. Absolutely. And I have. And, and there's been moments of tears and Anxiety of like, oh, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. But, but you mean to tell me, God God, God, let me live and lead. He let you lead your home right now. Anybody yeah. listening, you what an honor we get to be alive during this time and and, and steward our lives in, in such a way that would honor him, that would glorify him, that would lead more people to him. I mean, that's just my space being being a follower of Jesus. But even like, even if you don't follow Jesus for anybody, I mean, what a great opportunity you have to impact humanity, to be able to make masks, to be able to resource mm-hmm. ventilate, whatever yeah. the case may be, let's be the best version we can be.
0: I love that. So last week I had uh, my big brother, man, he's uh, from, from back in college, Pastor Greg Armstrong out of Chicago. He was on here and he talked about how, um, you know, his like, his, his, he He always for a long time, thought that you know his worship was him leading his church, whether as a worship leader or as a pastor. But he said this time has yeah. really kind of shown him that his worship to god is is simply being able to honor the promises that he made to his wife, whether that's taking out the trash wow. or making sure his kids are together and so it's It's amazing to hear you say that too, right, to look at this as as an as a time to um, to shepherd in a different way, right? Because it's not always just uh-huh. you in the front same, of yeah. your congregation. But I know you've got three children. You know, you got your wife. And and, yeah. and in that, you are having to shepherd in a different kind of way there, too, while dealing with your own, like, all right, what are we going to do for the local church? What are we going to do for people? And so,
2: uh-huh.
0: I mean, like Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, I'm Professor
1: Veach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got three kids now. I got, and they're all homeschooled now. And I it, and it's an unrealistic expectation to look at my wife and say, "Hey, I know you work full time and I work full time, but you're now going to be the homeschool parent. I'm gonna go do my thing because yeah. you know I'm the lead pastor and I'm the right of the gospel." <laughs> like, no, that's such a that's not. And so on Wednesdays, I am homeschool dad. I yeah. am straight up. It's not a day off though. I'm answering emails. I'm on Slack. I'm I'm contacting people. I'm still going. But my primary focus are my children because the greatest investment I'll ever make is not in the local church, but it is in my first church, yeah. my family. Yeah. It always good. will be. It that's always good. Will be.
0: That's good, man. And I love that because I think with, with what's going on right now it's very easy to think that um, we obviously, you know, with this COVID-19 piece being a form of trauma, it's easy to feel like, Oh, who we are has been stripped because of this. Right. Yeah. But,
1: but a lot of people, man, and I, I think, obviously, myself as well, um, forms of what we thought were parts of our identity, we realized were not.
0: Absolutely, uh,
1: fa- false identities, false idols, yeah, um, yeah. things that you know. I, I think, as a as a country, I don't know about our world, but as a country, um, we were we're real safe. You know, you hear language a lot. I just want things to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. But like, but you also heard the Israelites say that when they left Egypt. Mm. And I think I find it so interesting that uh, we were in bondage to comfort, or or maybe vices and things in our in, in life pre-COVID. I mean, yeah. think before nine eleven, like we've never flown the same.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's real. we got to we got to think
1: like pre-COVID. We will never live the same. That's true. And it, we'll we'll find that new normal. But it's how like that moment where Egypt's coming, uh, you know, uh, Pharaoh's coming after the Israelites, and they're yeah. like, "Hey Moses, like we got water." And we got—they're going to kill us. Either way, we're going to die. And they're like, maybe it'd be easy. Even as they get through the miracle of the Red Sea, get to the other side, they're like, man, I kind of want to go back to Egypt. Slavery is better than wandering. Mm-hmm. And and I, I know God didn't make COVID. To be clear, God didn't make coronavirus, but
0: God will use coronavirus. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love how you said that, too, with that idea of the new norm and us talking about going back to our norm. And this is so random, but I remember, as you said that, I thought about um, Home Alone, the second one. and No, it was the first one. Second, second. And they're running through the airport. And just the whole, like, when you look at the transition of how the family moved from the house to the airport. Yeah. So quickly. And it's funny because I'm like, yo, I've never experienced that before. Like that, that, like how they were able to just so fluidly move through. But I'm like, yo, that was like pre 9-11, like you said, right. And it's changed. People used to go to like gates and welcome you. Yes. No (laughs) ticket what this like we should not have been doing we should not have been doing that like that should not have been a normal and it's crazy to think that but i i love that though because it really does kind of put us in this position to really start maybe considering um, you know, adapting more and 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 this new normal that possibly does exist yeah. right yeah and 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 I want to take that a little deeper too when we talk about um just folks as far as like so last week we talked about this idea of not being forgotten right a lot hey. of people a lot of people feel like they are, but I think in that though covid has halted some movement for so many of us it's it's I love what you said, you talked about just that that exposing of of like false idols and stuff like that like we see I mean obviously and I know you see me being a nut on social media talking about missing (laughs) my barber right we we've we've placed idols and even whether it comes out through the form of a joke or or serious revelation but we've placed idols in so many spaces whether that's a haircut you see how many people have gone crazy over not having sports consistently in their lives right like we have resorted to watching the '97, '98 Bulls right now. <laughs> I'm just, crazy, you know. And so in that, though, like I think once those areas are stripped, I do believe that it it gives an opportunity for us to to be rebuilt and reformed, though. That's good, yeah. And, and so in that, I, I, the first question I want to give and just throw out to you in this, just to to, to really flow this convo, is. Um, As we think about the promises of God in our lives, right, whether we know them or whether we don't, and and we we feel like, man, this COVID thing has really caused a lot of what I thought God was doing or a lot of where I, I thought my life was getting ready to head is now null and void. What do you yeah. say to that? Like, what do you say to the person that feels like, okay, you know, I'm at this standstill. I've been exposed. Like, I-, I thought I knew who I was, and now I don't. I thought I knew my purpose, but this is showing me that everything that I was doing up until this point has basically been like blah, and like now my future is null and void. What do you say to that?
1: Um, I, you patience, 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 patience. Because if you built an identity over a lifetime, don't expect to have a new one in a moment. Mm. I mean, you think of, you think of mm. Paul, Saul turning into Paul. Yeah. Yeah. He had a conversion moment, but he also spent three years and then went and got, he, he started working. He got discipled for three years mm. and then he started ministry. It's not, I think oftentimes we forget that we, we, we read that moment in Acts where Saul turns to Paul and scales fall off his eyes, goes in. Finds the guys, he's there for three days, gets his vision again, boom. Well, then he's, then he, after that, he's discipled for three years and then he begins to boogie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if you've developed an identity, whatever age you are 30, 40, 50, 18, 19, 16 you've developed it. Don't anticipate a new identity. You might, you're, you're building a new foundation, but you're, but, but the clarity of it might not mm-hmm. be there just yet. And it, it there, sanctification is a process. And so one, I'd say like slow your roll. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't millennial or Gen Z this thing. You don't have to you don't have to know who you are in its full clarity overnight, but it, enjoy the process. Like yeah. I, I just think like we, we we've we we've lost the art of enjoying the process of life. Mm-hmm. When when life is fast and moving. And, um, how, how would you ever expect to know who you are? Yeah. All you know is your car, your phone, you know, and, and so one, I'd say slow down and and, and to someone who's kind of being stripped of their identity and discovering true identity Mm -hmm. because during these six weeks so far, at some point, at some point, you've had to look yourself in the mirror and say, I don't know who I am. Right. So, so one, I'd say slow down. I'd say, start with Sabbath and start with the Bible. Love it. Um, you know the I am statements, the seven I am statements. Um, they're giving clarity to who he is, and until you know who he is, you'll never know who you are.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's ask for anybody.
1: If you're a believer and, and you don't know the I am statements, um, or you don't know the the voice and the nature of uh, of Jesus, uh, it'll be it will be dang near impossible to know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like but we fool ourselves all the time. I know who I am. I'm a child of God. Okay. We say, I can say the Christian lines, but you, do you know what the lines mean? Like, like (laughs) I'm a child of God. Okay. What does that mean? And so what, and then, and then, and then, so I say, I say reforming your identity has to start out of Sabbath and the Bible. Um, and and Sabbath, when we look at the creation account in Genesis, um, the first thing first thing God had humanity do was rest. Yep. He, he didn't have he didn't have humanity. Um, okay, get to work, and you know what? After you've done your forty hours, go ahead and come on in, and I'm gonna feed you some lamb. Mm-hmm. No, the very <laughs> first thing Adam was created, and then he took a nap and ate. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and and we've got to allow ourselves um, moments of rest, and if we, because if you start at Sabbath, the narcissist in you will get killed. Oh, yeah. Because Sabbath is the reminder that God is in control and you are just his child.
0: Love it. Love and and, it.
1: and if, if, if life, if identity is all about you, me, 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 me you're going <laughs> to die. It? Yeah. It, man. It, it, and and so, yeah. So, uh, man, that identity and and no one's exempt from it. I've had to I've had to really evaluate my identity during this time. Uh, my family's identity during this time, my church's <laughs> identity during this time, yeah um, but man, Sabbath and Sabbath, and the word of God,
0: I love it, man. It is such a great time, the reset, and I love that you talked about the Sabbath piece because one of the things that i 've noticed most is is the freak out from people when it comes to the fact that rest is such an option right now, right, and so yeah. I was I looked at a meme the other day, and it was like Spongebob looking at two separate pages in a book, <laughs> and one was talking about like you know um conflicted because um this is the time now to plan and work like i, I like I never have before because I won't have this chance again, and then the other side was like rest because I probably won't have this chance again. <laughs> and so in that we're we're so conflicted though. And so I I love that you talked about that because I think we we talk a lot about the idea that many of us know how to be busy, right? That is a yeah. common, oh, yeah. that is a common conversation that we hear time and time again, but I haven't heard a lot of people actually talking about just not not being busy but actually utilizing that time to rest and not feeling like a bum or lazy or that you're doing something wrong because of it. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I, I'm happy that you put that part in there, bro, because well, I think- like, I, I will never
1: apologize um, for resting. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it goes against the, our, our, our Western civilization. Like, you know, but, but check out like the book of Job, when the devil shows up in the book of Job, uh, I believe it's the second chapter, uh, the God God says, where you been? And he says, I've been going from here and there, which literally would be translated to busy. Wow. So anytime that we say like, oh, man, you know, I've been grinding, I'm busy, we're identifying our lives to the way that the devil would identify his life. Wow. Jesus never, I mean, in, in the words of Pastor Mike Todd, who is the greatest Just out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Jesus, <laughs> um he did a series a handful of years ago called stride that changed his life and mm-hmm. changed my life and should change your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no, I'm, that, I'm a goer getter. I, I'm going, I'm moving and shaking and, and never do I want to stride, but you don't notice moments where Jesus is running yeah. and frantic, mm-hmm. she, like constantly, you know, the, the, the Bible doesn't give um, glory to risk. The Bible gives glory to obedience. Yeah. And good. we look so often busyness oftentimes is related to risk. I got to work more. I got to, I got to do this more. i got to do this more next, 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 next. No, 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 This isn't a, the, we are, we are following God who is in control, who's already in tomorrow. So let's flow through that. Love and, it. um, man, turn your phone off. Like, and, and, and watch the anxiety hit because you'll realize that everybody and your Woo-hoo. friends, their lives Move on without you. Mm. We are all closet narcissists. We are all mm. like it all about ourselves. So when you turn your phone off, your devices, and you allow silence and solitude to step in your. Own, and I'm not a hippie, jeez, Louise. <laughs> I'm just a guy trying to follow Jesus. Love it. And so I did own a Prius though, but not anymore. Okay, I'm not a hippie, <laughs> but like the art of silence and solitude, the art of, of pausing life, you'll realize um, who your friends are. Mm-hmm. But but who you are. But yeah. more important, who you are. So.
0: so good. Kyle, I'm excited for the second half. Um, coming up here in a second. You said something that we're gonna hop right back into, actually, because <laughs> it's a part of the next segment. Guys, real quick, we've got a message from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Between the Dream podcast. I am joined here by my good brother, my pastor, my friend, Kyle Veach. Kyle. Thank you so much once again for being here with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, in that last segment, as we were getting ready to close out, you mentioned as we pull back in the resting phase. Watch that anxiety creep in. And this was actually one of the questions that I had for you. And since we already got the heat and steam rolling from it, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. And maybe you can speak personally, but um, what are ways that we as a people during this time, whether as leaders in ministry or just everyday folks, folks who might not even be believers, what are ways that we could combat these anxious thoughts that lead to the doubt of, of fear of the future?
1: when we, I mean, I I do this all the time and I'm I'm sure you do too. When we allow ourselves, um, followers of Jesus, okay, Mm -hmm. let's frame it there. That's, that's most of my work is in Christian, Christian Mm -hmm. work. Yep. Um, We look at the moment of salvation, sanctification. We, we, We look at healing and we think it's all about earth. And I think I think God's more interested in in our eternity Mm -hmm. than in our primary earth life. And you look at eternity and I remember eternity would stress me out as a kid. I remember laying in bed and being like, I can't even get through four songs of worship. (laughs) How am I going to worship for the rest of my life? I was the same
0: way. yo. That's I'm like 12 years
1: old, just tripping (laughs) in bed. And I go downstairs (laughs) my parents' room and I'm like, I don't understand you guys. Like I can't get through a worship set. Oh, With my man. hands raised, how am I going to do this in heaven? Like, I mean, I I love God, but c- can I get like maybe some new words or like what? If I, and I just got it like, and so, but when our value, Francis Chan did a great teaching on this years and years and years ago about this rope and this big long piece of rope, long, mm-hmm. long, 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 but just and the end of it maybe about three four inches is red, and really that represents our our our, our time on earth. Mm and man i'm i'm going to party i'm going to laugh i'm going to joy i'm going to take as many people to to heaven with me i'm going to crush i'm a, i'm i'm going to do life i'm going to make the best of the red section of my rope absolutely to to make the best of the rest of my eternity and um when our vision our our vision is purely just on the just on the now mm-hmm. we'll always have stresses and anxiety for for whatever the future is and uh, in our building, I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but we have written on the on, on the beams as you're walking out, "Eternity is at stake." Eternity mm. is at stake. Wow, okay. And and really, when you you go through life and you have an etern you have an eternity view of life, you'll you'll cherish things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a a primary focus on life, you'll be frantic and, and be worrisome. And That's amazing. because wow, we're here to. You know, we're here to uh, to to honor God and, and, and to multiply. So that could be in a job wise, that could be in children, making more children, that, that could be in the way you're raising your children, that could be in the way that you're loving people. And so we're co-laborers with God, we're co-laborers, co-laborers, mm-hmm. and it, a, a life has to be partnered. A life has to be partnered with yeah, God. And yeah, um,
0: yeah. I love it. So taking that eternal view that I love, I love how you say that it too, like it it causes us not to be frantic, like just having that eternal type of approach to it, to where we've got time. Right. And, and we've got, we've got heaven after this. right? So Yeah. I love that. Which is
1: strange. Yeah. It's strange to think about it. it. It can be stressful, but it's like, you ever, you ever have a job that you hated and you were doing a job that just really had like no value.
0: Oh yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> and you, you you go you go home from work and you're unfulfilled yep yep <laughs> and, then, and then you have a job that you love and you're like and, and, and the boss tells you to do whatever and you and you're like you're loving it and you and you maybe even work even more and you're mm-hmm. like this is unbelievable i can't wait to get up the next day i think it's no different that when your job on earth excludes god when mm-hmm. your life excludes god That's you'll great. always be in toil you'll yeah. always be in you know, you'll always be in that worry. I mean, it's it's Cain and Abel, man. You know, Cain and Abel, both offerings were um, brought to God, but only mm-hmm. one was accepted. Yeah. And um, and so we'll always be just that search. And so your ang- our anxieties of life will always be settled in the presence of God.
0: Absolutely, I love it. I love it, and so it, it makes me think. I was honored and blessed enough to have the conversation with you uh, the other day, um, obviously for the series that you got going on at the church. And we talked a little bit about anxiety, and I know I threw out there like, you know, anxiety is a, is, is literally making a deposit on something that may never happen, right? And so, yep. Yep. and in that, right, like I, I know for me personally, and for a lot of people, when we start to get anxious, man, it's like our mind will start to move at such a rapid pace to where we have thought up a situation that doesn't even exist we've thought about a future that doesn't even exist and from like a mental health field you know if you 've ever seen the movie Django Unchained um, uh, Leonardo yep. DiCaprio actually kind of uh, alluded to it right so in our brains we have what's called the amygdala or what people would reference as the chicken brain lizard brain and so the way leonardo dicaprio talked about it in the movie when he showed that skeleton was that you know this is the part of the brain that really helps him to invoke uh fear to keep his slaves you know fearful of him at all times and so i feel like it's crazy because we see a lot of that in our own personal lives like we think oh it's just a movie but no like that is literally the function of it and it will cause you to think the worst um, by literally looking at your current circumstance and then starting yeah. to create a narrative around it that moves on. But I love it, though, because what what I'm, what I'm getting from you in that is that what happens that even in this moment where you see something and you're fearful of it, but as the narrative is created, what happens if eternal life, like you talked about, like eternity is, is, is what we start to keep here so that when we have these thoughts and, and as we see it, it's not aligning up with that thought process of eternity right? And then it causes yeah. us to have to really arrest the thoughts of anxiety in that moment to say, hey, no, like, if I know that this is the promise, then let me go back and 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 really deal with this here. And I feel like that helps a lot. So I just that just hit me that is totally new. Never thought about it before. Kyle, you are a genius. because <laughs> you, just, you just brought that thought out. And I'm like, I feel like there's a deeper message there, man. So look at you go ahead. All right. So as we move on, man, I wanted to ask you this. Um, And this is something that you and I discussed the other day, but just, I think as it's real interesting, um, I think for people, a lot of times, because when they hear ministry leaders talk, when they hear, you know, those that they see as pastors and their worship leaders or whomever it might be, it's very easy for people to get this misconception that, oh, life is perfect for you, right? You're the pastor. God speaks directly to you, this, that, and the third. And then (laughs) I think they, they, that that <clears throat> pastor dependency or putting the pastor on the pedestal, forgetting yep. that pastors are human, right? Ministry leaders were still human, right? And so in that, from, from, from you, like, it, it, people can look at and say, oh, well, you look at hope differently than I do. But the reality is, is that you don't, right? Like, you got to find hope. You talked about, like, how you've had to look at yourself over the last six weeks. And so, man, just just from you as a person, like, what are some things that you do? to, to be able to like small steps that you take, um, to find hope during this season. And not just not, not from a ministry standpoint, right? Like as a father, right? Like I I look up to people like you and some of my other friends who are fathers, um, because I'm like, man, like I always wonder, like when I have kids and I told you about this, I was like, am I going to be a good dad? I'm, I'm so immature at times. And and I think about all of, but then you've encouraged me through that because we carry that same, like silliness we carry that same level of just like we want to have fun and so i think being able to find hope in that whether it's as a husband or whatever man what do you do in those moments that helps you to find hopes in those small like those areas yeah
1: i think first things first we got to just we got to kill the day and age where the senior pastor is the most important person in the room
0: wow that's heavy. you know because it's
1: not one time mentioned in scripture so Mm -hmm. why is it lived out in life wow i'm not i'm not the most important i just have I, 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 my vocation just happens to be at the church. Mm -hmm. I carry a different burden. I also carry a different care. Mm. Um, And I want to spread that same love and that same care for the local church because the local church is the hope of the world. There's over 30 different passages in scripture that can't be fulfilled without the local church. Mm. I mean, what we're doing right now online, or we're doing the best we can, but it's a cheap imitation to what the local church actually is. Wow. It's like, it's why VR will never be a thing it's why we can never live virtually i mean think about it this way put put, put a headset on and go to vr to the beach it will never replace sandy toes never <laughs> never can replace sandy toes and that, i mean like like yeah absolutely like it it's a sub like version of it but it's a sub version yeah. it's not the it, it's not it and so we got to just stop with that that idea that yeah i'm i'm important because of what god's called me to do but I'm not more important than anyone else.
2: Mm,
1: I mean, good. my job, um, first Peter four is to equip the saints to the work of the ministry. My you know, and and, and you know what the, the the church, the other thing is I think I think the senior pastor is the most important person in the room when services are the primary function of the local church. No, no, no. Discipleship are more important than services.
2: Mm.
1: So the discipleship element, so I, I think really right now churches are being exposed, yeah. whether services were 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 the, were the primary or discipleship was the primary. In places that discipleship is the primary, they're going to flourish. And if services, gathering moments—I mean, it's huge. It's so important, but it is not. It is not the primary function of local church. That is not what Jesus died for. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm not an advocate. Hey, let's do home churches and do all that kind of stuff. I think that's great. I got home church friends, all that kind of stuff. But that's not the purpose of it. And so, um, so one, I, I think that's kind of one way that I'll that I'll start to kind of hit that section. But I'll tell you this. You can um. I love to smoke meat. Smoking meat is <laughs> one of my fate. Like Richard, bring me meat. I'm about to hit and you. I I Brisket. It, it what's you. up, <laughs> bro? <laughs> yeah, yesterday my friend. Y- yesterday my friend, uh, brought me a uh a pork butt, and I smoked to and his wife pulled pork. There you go. Day. Got got up at four a.m. couldn't be couldn't be happier. And so um. <laughs> So, um, brisket. I I love to smoke brisket. I just I just picked one up at Costco, and okay. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to smoke it. And there are so many opinions in so many ways and texas barbecue central texas <laughs> you know it, it, atlanta barbecue i mean you know, like it's a wet it's a wet barbecue it's, it's dry rubble Come on, you man. know you gotta go smoke cap that you go fat cap on top fat cap on bottom and, <laughs> and, and and you know i've done i've done it a lot and none, none of it matters yeah it's all based on preference. You mm-hmm. know, you know what I do? I, t- I, I put salt and pepper and I go fat cap on top and I roll it at 275. And when that thing hits 165, I wrap it. And when it hits 200, I pull it there
2: you and go. then I let
1: it rest for an hour and then I cut what I'm going to eat. And my anxiety levels are right around here. My excitement levels right around here. <laughs> <laughs> The moral of the story is life's so much easier than what we make it up to be.
2: Yeah.
1: It's so much easier. Yeah. You know, we we, we got control issues. We've got anxiety <sighs> issues. We've we, we got a lot of issues. But when we make things to be a bigger deal than what they are, uh, they'll be the main deal. And when you're serving God, it doesn't mean you have less problems, but it does minimize your problems.
0: Yeah, that's good. Because
1: when you serve God, that means you serve people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Love God, love people, classic Jesus. Hey, what's the primary function? He gives two answers. He says, love God, love people. But when we only love God, and we don't love people. Uh, we'll, we'll make our issues a much bigger deal than what they are. Love it. You know, COVID probably one of the most important things that's happened out of it is minimized our issues. Yeah, It's not for everybody, not for everybody, but for a lot of people that we had issues and then all of a sudden people were dying. And we're locked in. And we said, oh, my issues aren't nearly as big and, as they used to yep, be. Yep, yep.
0: And
1: it's very, very similar. It doesn't mean your issues went away. It just means that you got a clear direction. And when we live in a just so focused and lasered in on kind of our importance, well, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, uh, I think only psychos do this. <laughs> but, you know, when people, uh, you're texting with them and they write back, K, you're a psycho if you write K it's like only crazy people are replying k give me a sentence give me an okay i can't decipher via text what the heck you're trying to say k? what does that even mean you weirdo and so like but like it, it but like how many times has someone replied to you and text you and been like what does this even mean i don't know what to do with this like there's a a lot, what i've learned is that most of the time when people reply k you know what they mean Okay. Life is less chaotic and psychotic and overanalyzed. What, what does he mean by this? What does she mean by this? What is this? What is this for me? Is this person mad at me? Who cares mm-hmm. if someone's mad at me? Oh, be mad at me.
0: I'll move <laughs> yes, on. <that's> <laughs>
1: and, and so like, um, we, li- life's just easier. And so I, I've always, and, and, I'll, and I'll continue, take a slower approach to life. Um, allow, empower people that that are on our team. Love people really well. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put the right rub. I'm gonna smoke it at the right temperature that I feel is best. And I'm gonna do it the way that is best for my palate. So and good. And easiest. And um, I just don't think it's I don't think life's as complicated as what we give it credit for.
0: So good. I love it. And 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 thank you for that, man. Listen, as we get ready to close, I want to ask this last question um, and just. Just, you know, give you the Florida to, to really speak on it real quick. And I've asked each of our guests on here to just throw this out here. Um, you know, leaders walking in their calling and purpose, um, obviously, is always a thing. We hear it, whether it comes to a form of leadership development, personal development corporate world, ministry, yeah. whatever it yeah. might be. Um, man, just uh, if, if you could, what encouragement would you give for leaders in this season um, that that feel uh, like this loss of direction with everything that's happened? As a uh, leader to a leader, I guess is the, the idea, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, if we're never going to go back to flying pre-9-11, if we're never going to go back to traveling the same way we used to if life's never going to go back to the same you have the opportunity to invent
0: mm. i love that
1: ingenuity see i think we forget so often that we serve a creative
0: god that's good that's good
1: so and if i made in in his image i'm creative and and, he, and if I, if I look at this season as being a blessing that I get to live during the season and lead during the season, mm-hmm. there's a thing, there's something in your gut that says, try this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I coached soccer for a, a decade. I played in college and played after and all that kind of fun stuff and coached for many years and, until we had our third kid. And, oh, wow. and, and I, I, one of my, I think I'd always tell my players, um. I was never worried about perfection, but I'm always worried about effort. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd always tell them, I just need you to fail at 100%, 100%, or succeed at 100%. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to go off into eternity um, succeeding at 60% That's and
2: good, failing
1: yeah. at 60%. You know, the aggressor always wins. And so I want to be, I, I, I want to make the best worst decision of my life. Yeah. I wanna put I wanna put all the chips in and say, We go in here. Oh, that didn't work. I wanna put all my chips in because the difference between a good idea and a bad idea is a is is God's blessing.
0: Oh yeah, wow, that's good.
1: And we put so much pressure on it. And I, I, I think like you look at people right now who have made the best decisions ever and are leading leaders and all this other kind of crazy stuff. You look at and and I don't think that they knew what they were doing. Um, but I think that, uh, but I think God, God's hand was on it.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Kyle, thank you for that, man. Um, I think that's, that's, that's great. And, and one of the things that I I think about as you say, that is this quote that I always use where I say, I believe that leaders are born through times of adversity, right? And so we get a chance to. And, and maybe not the leader being born itself, but maybe the gifting and, and maybe the birthing for that leader happens through the adverse time, right? And so just mm-hmm. to hear you say that as, as confirmation is, is so important, man. Um, I think that we can all take from that. Thank you for sharing with us today, bro. Yeah. Um, and, and, and helping me Thanks to out. Thanks for having me. You're the best, man. This, I'm all right, man. You know, they say even a broke clock is right <laughs> twice a day, right? So thank you so much, man. Kyle, before we go, just really quickly, Kyle, I would love for the people to know where they can follow you where they can follow view church all the social handles website everything you got for us
1: yeah 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 you can follow our church um viewchurch.co you can go to our website you got instagram and facebook site search in uh view church it's view.church on instagram and then i'm just Kyle Veach everywhere real vanilla there kyle veach and <laughs> and um fun we're gonna we're gonna do life together and so find us there like like subscribe follow I mean just get after it and and we any way that our community and myself and my family can encourage you I mean that's just all we want to do
0: love it and he means that so make sure you check him out and and get in tune with him Kyle thank you once again my friend I appreciate that Delina told me I need to work on my accent when I say your name because I don't have too many friends named Kyle so apparently when I say it Ah. I'm saying it I'm saying it more like a C A L than a K Y L E, and so I'm gonna try this real quick. <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today. The um, last thing I want,
1: <laughs> I, last thing I want is for you to say my name like that. I like, I like, I like the accent version better. Makes Maybe it's the Chicago
0: better. in me. I don't know. Man. It's the
1: Chicago. Let's get some deep dish.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Real soon, we definitely will. For those of you all that tuned in today, thank you so much. I love you guys. I appreciate you all as always. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. What is between the dream? Um, it's not just the title of this podcast or the the book. It, it's It's a way of life. Between the dream is the point between your Current uh moment and 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 your your promises, your progress and your promise, right? And in that is the between the dream piece. I like to call that the process. The point between your present moment and your promise is your process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, every purpose, and every plan for your life. I love you guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And I'm looking forward to talking to you all in the month of May. Peace.